Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment. So glad to have you all back. We have Adam Myers is here with us tonight. And again, Jim Parkin and myself, Ashley Chandler. Outstanding. Well, welcome to the show. We appreciate it. This is the Veterans Day episode. So this will come out, you know, I think the day after actual Veterans Day. Usually they come out on Thursday. But, you know, we've been spending time this month talking with veterans during COVID, this for the first wave of it, uh, you know, the, the ministry is for veterans and first responders. So I kind of doubled down on really trying to work and encourage first responders because it was a heavy time for all of us. For so now we're kind of transitioning back. So we're happy to have you. If you could tell the listeners what branch you served in and your MOS and rank and stuff when you got out. Um, I originally joined the Michigan Army National Guard, um, and then I uh, was activated um, for Operation Iraqi Freedom 3. Um, I think I was 16 months-ish is uh, how long I was overseas. Um, I ended up doing six years total, about three and a half years total of active time, Um, and I... uh, Started out, I was an M1 Abrams tank crewman, and uh, when I got out, I was a uh, rank of sergeant. Right on. Thank you for your service. Nice segue, because that's what we're talking about tonight, because it's Veterans Day, you know, and for me, so I served uh, from 90 to 96 during my basic training was when it switched from Desert Shield to Desert Storm. You know, at that time, basic training you had, there was, I went in in October. So they gave you a furlough in December. So you actually, they were sending the guys home for Christmas. Oh, okay. And I can remember they brought us <laughs> on the drill pad and senior drill sergeant was going to make this statement. And he's kind of up like on the first landing. And he tells us, and I quote, call your mammies because you're going to war. You're not going home for Christmas. Because at that wow. time, there was no expectation mm-hmm. that Desert Storm would be like, a hundred days and done, mm-hmm. you know, it, it seemed like that was going to dig in and just be, you know, kind of for the long term. Cause up until then the map for war would have been still Vietnam. So, mm-hmm. so for me, that was it. I went in in that time. And then, like I said, I did, well, I went to Korea, you know, spent some time in a tank unit over there. Um, I went in to be a scout Ended up never doing that, not one time. I was a, a lieutenant's driver. I was actually the same officer's driver from first lieutenant or second lieutenant all the way up to major. Oh. And I got out and, and he went on. So it's just, it's always interesting to hear from you guys coming, you know, years later. So for us, it was super hard to get promoted. Like promotion points were very hard to come by. Mm. You were pretty quick to E4 in my case, corporal. And then I just stayed E4 promotable for pretty much the duration. I guess it wasn't that hard to, to really get promoted when I was in. Um, 
I was kind of in a very different transition time uh, for the army. Um, like you said, I, I, I went in in 2002. So right after nine 11, um, and I was in from 2002 to 2008. So it's like in, in basic training and especially being on tanks, all of our doctrine was all based off from, um, going to war and fighting the Russians, you know, and, mm-hmm. and how, how all that would be all set up. So then it was, it was very different, um, you know, going to war and doing more of like a, uh, guerrilla warfare type training in urban settings and, there's not any front line, you know, and all that type of stuff. Right. So it was a big, um, and when I was in there, they were trying to, um, you know, offering all kinds of bonuses and trying to get people to stay in and get in. And, um, when I signed up, I was 17 and I got a, a big old $6,000 bonus just to be uh, on <laughs> tanks. And I just thought like, you know, when the recruiter tells me that, you know, I'm like, that's more money I've ever seen. Like this is, this is going to last forever. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, try to look back on it. I'm like, geez, six grand. That was it. Like, what was I thinking? You know, adult yeah. self says, no, that doesn't last as long. <laughs> yeah. But that's what, yeah. So like, you, that's what they do, man. Those recruiters, like, like our, like, uh, Brandon <clears throat> said last week on the episode, those recruiters have slots they're trying to fill. Mm-hmm. And so there'll be seasons, if you will, or, or periods of time, like when Adam went in, there'd be a period of time when they're trying to fill those tanker slots. They're okay. trying to give those guys. So there'll be bonuses that they can give out, but they'll tell you anything, man. Yeah. Like they didn't tell me. I, I had no idea that what would, how it would really be, you know, they're telling me you're going to be a scout, scout platoons. You could be a sniper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll fast track you to ranger school, all these big things. And I was like, oh, it's going to be amazing. And then what really happened is I got over there and like, you're going to drive for this dude. We, we need drivers for officers. Cause I was going to go to Korea yeah. and over there, no one's driving. There's no POVs. Mm-hmm. So and that's, so I kind of got that. And then pretty early on and throughout the rest of my time, they also, so when I wasn't shuffling him around, I was in their motor pool being a petroleum supply guy. Well, you know, like when I signed up, I was on a, or in training and everything else, I was on a M1 Abrams. And, uh, you know, like at the time there was still never, never a, a life loss due to combat on an M1 Abrams. Um, I don't know if that's still true, but when I was in, that's, you know, what it was. So it was like, I'm in a rolling bunker. What do I care if I go to Iraq? What are they going to do to me? Like, you might disable this, but you're not going to get me. And then we realized once we got to Iraq, we were all on Humvees. And I think <laughs> one of us was on a tank because what do you need a tank for in downtown Baghdad? You know what I mean? Right. There's, there's no other tanks. You know? right. So so it was uh, um, basically we kind of acted as like military police. Right. Um, and then when I came back uh, to Michigan and got home and everything, they it actually disbanded our armor unit and they changed this over to um, Cav Scouts and infantry. And uh, depends on what company you were in, determined what you were going to be. So then I got changed to infantry when I came back. So, you know, it just, the army just makes you what they need you, you know, yeah. or where they, where they want you and stuff like that. And it was even um, when I was coming up to, to get out, 
you know, and they were trying to like dangle a carrot in front of you and, well, you know, we'll be able to get you promoted to, you know, staff sergeant. We're going to send you to airborne school. And I'm like, whoa, airborne school. Like that's, that's not one that's good for me because I, I, I was on a 72 ton tank. Those don't leave the ground. Like I'm not going up and jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. Right. <laughs> so, right. you know, that wasn't so much incentive for me. That was like, yep, I'm, I'm definitely out now, you know, but it's funny how things work out. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so again, kind of want to go in, cause this is like, I'm just interested in to hear your perspective on this. And then mm-hmm. Ashley and I have talked about this on previous episodes, but for me, I've always had like, one of my biggest struggles has been, thank you for your service. I know it's probably 90% just personal. I have my thoughts on it. Like the most painful thing for me to do as a veteran is when Pastor Jim, you know, makes me stand up as a veteran. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I understand the giving, giving our fellow countrymen and women the opportunity to honor us. I understand all that. But so for me, thank you for your service. A lot of the time I just, in my head, it's, well, it's outstanding marketing, you know, cause it keeps that, you know, fighting for our freedoms and all this other stuff. It keeps people kind of engaged and supportive of the military. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, sometimes my thoughts go to, if you really knew what was really going on, <laughs> you know, Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know how sincere, you know, or if folks would even be able to say it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something, uh, I guess it's kind of refreshing to hear somebody else, um, you know, say the same thing because I, I know like, um, myself a lot, you know, just when somebody says, you know, thank you for your service. And it's like, Hey, this is, that's great. You know, but it's like, um, it's appreciated by me, but it's, it's almost weird. Like, how am I supposed to respond? Yeah. You know? Right. Um, like, no, thank you for thanking me or, you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. Uh, okay. You know, I mean, it's just I, like, I, I feel like I didn't, I didn't necessarily do something, you know, like I held the door open for you and you were like, Oh, thank you. I'm like, Hey, you're welcome. You know, right. like I just, I don't know. I, I had $6,000 dangled in front of me and said, you can go be on a tank. And I was like, cool. You right. know, like, <laughs> like right. Just, exactly. And that's just, that was thing. my job, I guess, you know, it just, I don't know. It's always super awkward. Yeah. To me, like it, when someone says it to you like that, to me, cause like you said, there's what's the correct response. <laughs> and I've yeah, been out for a long, long time and the director of a ministry for veterans and first responders. And still, I'm always like, what's the correct response is like the first mm-hmm. thought when someone says it as a paramedic, mm-hmm. thank you for your service. Um, Absolutely. High five. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my partner now says. He gives the, uh, is it's our little rig joke, but he gives the Chick-fil-A response to everything. Well, Every well, time. Well, my pleasure. My pleasure. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for your service. My pleasure. Or he says our pleasure when he's our pleasure. speaking uh-huh. for both of us. That's really funny. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I think, I don't know. It is, it is weird. It is weird. And I think that for lack of saying, I mean, there's a lot of things that we say socially just as 
that's what you say in this situation. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes there just isn't a better thing to say. Like you show up mm-hmm. to somebody's funeral, you know, and like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, what does that even really mean? You know what right. I mean? Like, it's, it's just. Yeah, so like, no, of course, you're not happy for me. Right. You know, like. But there's no other really <laughs> yeah. best way to, to express something in such a short amount of time. And, and I don't know, it is weird. But at the same time, to represent our nation, to go serve to the point of potentially giving your life for our, to represent our nation as well as the things that are going on in the other nations is why we're there in the first place, depending on if it's a war or whatever that situation looks like in another nation, there's still such a great sacrifice to that. And I don't know if there's really any better way to say it, except for there's a lot of us that would not sign up, would not want to sign up. And so for those that are brave enough to do it, regardless of the, the motives that got you into that position in the first place, it's, it's still you signed your name and your life away for so many years to be the property. Like what Jim, Jim you mentioned this to be the property of the United States government, you know what I mean? And, and that's mm-hmm. just, I can walk out of my job any day of the week. And for really any bit of America, we can walk out of any household, marriage, family situation. Like legally, we can really do whatever we want. But when you become a soldier of the United States military, you can't just you can't just be in the middle of war and be like, I quit. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean you can. You're, you're just can. going to, you're going you're to just, prison. Yeah. Which is another caveat. You actually you go can, to prison. You know, people have done it. <laughs> you, you can. Or you they frown on that. Or you uh, go you to Canada. Or, you, or, you know, or there's a draft and you decide to skip off to Canada or something like that. You know what I mean? It's just... Well, it so I, I don't know. It, it is weird and it's awkward and it's crazy. But I think that I would rather say something than not to. Right. Yeah, well, I don't again, know. Again, it's appreciated. It's just right, so yes. awkward because for probably... I would, I would, being generous, I would say... 98% of people who enlist or go through the officer program and serve the country, you know, whatever country that may be, right. you know, I would say for most people, it's just the thought process as well as it's really cool. You know, you go in with that mindset. This is, this is what, like you said, Adam, six, six, six K, you know, to drive a tank. Like, right. really, you know, and like I feel now, I, I mean, I get to roll around with a couple hundred grand worth of equipment just by myself with no boss over my shoulder four days a week mm-hmm. doing really super cool stuff. And I get paid and it's amazing. And people, you know, well, thank you so much. I'm like, man, no, thank you. Cause this is amazing. <laughs> but, but I think, you know, I just think that's what it is. A lot of times for the veteran, it's like, you know, it, it was just a job. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was just a job now, I picked. Um, you know, people say welcome home or, um, you know, even the, the whole thank you for your service. And it's like, and I've been out over 12 years. Like, I haven't done anything, you know, like, it's always <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, like um, a lifetime ago. Like a, like a, yes. You know, like a, what have you done for me lately type thing? You know, it's like, I haven't contributed nothing, you know, like I'm just, just a guy, it's, you know. Yeah. yeah, it is. 
It is, it is weird, you know, and there's some aspects I'm sure still in your life where there's still that hardwiring, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, you know, so, so when, when we say that we swear the, we swear, you know, an enlistment oath, I've also said, I think before in episodes that there's not like an unenlistment because there's like, like when you get out, you don't like say the reverse oath. Yeah. For a lot of us, it's still, you know, even in the days we're living in now, you know, a lot of times for those of us who have been in the military and stuff like that, everyone has, you know, this polarizing opinions and, and all that. But I think once you've served and you've sworn that oath and you really took it to heart, then times like this, we're, we're looking at a little bit different. You know, and I posted about this this week and we've we talked a little bit before we went live, but we have people in our country and they're now they thank us for our service and stuff. But now they're they're calling for violence and they're getting they're acting as if they're super excited for this maybe civil war that probably won't happen, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just weird. So I don't know if you saw it, Ashley, but I posted. Mm, what I haven't I, what been on I, social media today. So, so what you I didn't said miss was, anything. you didn't, <laughs> nothing. That's why but, I deleted it off my phone, Adam. We <laughs> check it like once a week or less. <laughs> so the thought was that for everybody who's calling for or, or, you know, acting as if you're excited for civil war, I'd said, I want you to sit with this question. Can I obtain a human target? and clack off around and take a human life for lack of better, you know, that's I'm kind of paraphrasing, you know, Adam commented here. He said, um, I can speak for everybody. Nope. You're not ready, you know, or something <laughs> pretty much like that. A big part of it's kind of disheartening. Um, cause it's like, you know, I think about when we were in military, you had your friendly rivalry, you know, if you were army and Marines and right. you know, stuff like that, or even, you know, tankers and scouts, and you know, infantry and, you know, stuff like that. But it's like, you know, we all wore the United States flag on our shoulder, you know, yeah. we all had the, the common goal to, we all want the best for the United States and our country and country first, you know? And um, it's, it's hard now when you have people like look at each other, um, you know, because of, race or religion or political beliefs and they view them as not well that person still wants the best they just have a different opinion of how to obtain that right they view it as that person's the enemy it's i i do think a lot of times um you know people play too much i don't know if it's call of duty or watch too many rambo movies or (laughs) or whatnot you know right they, they really get um embellish maybe of what what it's like to go to war or to be a, a hero you know per se they think that when you you see that type of stuff like wow look how great this is and they they romanticize like look how great it was in world war ii and the country was all together and these people like everybody was fighting and all the men went to war and everything but it's like you don't want to live during that time because it really that wasn't a pleasant thing you know yeah right um, I don't think there's anybody out there, especially who's been to war, that thinks, I want to go to war, you know? Yeah. Um, and just to have that kind of experience. So it's, 
it's a, I don't know, it's kind of disheartening, you know, to think that this isn't the country I remember, I guess, fighting for, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's in, you know, we have, we have gotten off track, I think, as a country. And I think, and a lot of times in these last few years, it's been, everything's been so polarized, you know, in, I would say the last four years, especially. And, and so, and again, for me, this is for our listeners, this is no type of doctrine or anything like that. It's just Jim's opinion, but it's been hard to hear even more. So thank you for your service. I hate Republicans. Thank you for your service. You know, like from those same people, that are so angry for whatever reason, some reasons are good reasons to be mad. You know, not everything's just trivial. There has been things that happened in our country that are, mm-hmm. are worthy of that righteous anger, but to have it kind of, to have people thank us yet still be so mad and, and had, there's this mindset that I talked about a couple weeks ago, it's just this is what's super crushing to me is the thought that the only thing that America is now exceptional for is being exceptionally evil. Like I said, then like you need to get off this continent then and go somewhere. It's, mm-hmm. it's really bad. And then yeah. get a little perspective on why maybe sometimes we go to these other countries, you know? So. Right. So, yeah. And, and that does sound um, all doom and gloom, you know? But I was extremely very encouraged by the voting turnout. Um, you know, when oh it's, yeah, it's, for sure. To me, it's like countless, countless people died for this. Um, I was I was in Iraq um, for the elections, so the, for their very first election, um, and it was a very tumultuous time. It was you know we were we were guarding their politicians from each other, from wow. people trying to kill them, from you know, like all, all sorts of different stuff. And just to see the pride on these people who got to vote um, and they had to dip their thumb in, in black ink. And that's how that proved that they, they voted. So everybody was running around on the streets, like holding their thumb up. And it's just this big black thumb, you know, that dipped in ink, you know, that's like, cause you know, they didn't have a, I guess a formal way like we do to find out, you know, who voted, who didn't vote. Um, but it's just, at least seeing people, you know, like record numbers and different things coming out to, to want to voice their opinion. Um, right. And, and to me, it's, it's just, it's so extremely important that how many people would take that for granted, um, that it is, it is a right. It is a right that's earned. Um, it's, it's not anything that's been given. It's not guaranteed. It's not given around the world. You're not born with it. You know, it's, it's a right to have to, to be able to vote and, and have your say. And, you know, if, if you decide that you want to vote for Mickey Mouse, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, that's, right. that's your right. Absolutely. You know, like that's, you know, somebody somebody paid for that, you know, with, with their own blood, with their own death, their own time. Um, you know, and it's it's sometimes where I try to. I've had conversations with, you know, fellow veterans and stuff that sometimes get fired up about stuff of, of wanting things to go one way or another, or, um, you know, this guy kneeled for the flag or didn't kneel or stood up or, you know, like all that type of stuff. And it's like, guys, we need to remember that we didn't, we didn't fight for people to 
do only what agrees with our own personal belief or opinion. We fought for the right to do as you please, you know, to have the right to kneel, to stand, to vote, to vote for who you want, to speak your mind, how you want to do it, you know. Um, so to, to be able to at least see people taking advantage of that, people voting, yeah. you know, people, people being outspoken, protesting in a um, nonviolent way, you know. So to me, that's that's all positive stuff, you know, that it's, at least I try to look at stuff like that and be like, okay, well, when I'm, when I'm having those hard times questioning, like, what was I even in the army for? What good did I do? What good did any of this do? Or, um, you know, try to sometimes focus on stuff like that and think like, well, Hey, look at all these people that just voted, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and just be blessed that we live in a country that we're able to do this. We're able to speak out against any, um, politicians or political parties pretty much as you wish without yeah. repercussions, you know, yeah. nobody's, Nobody's going to come in my house and, and take my wife and kids out to the street and, and cut my head off or something. You know what I mean? So, right. So it's um, right. We're in a very blessed situation. And that's, you know, when we say that, when, <clears throat> so kind of to land the plane here, if you will, but to, we just, like you said, we just came through this election cycle and more people that I can remember, I'm 50, more people that I can remember in at least the last few election cycles came out and they, and they voted Mm -hmm. how they voted. And then when, so when we say talk about fighting for freedoms and, and fighting for, you know, swearing the oath to protect the constitution, well, that means all those freedoms that the constitution encompasses, which is hard for a lot, you know, a lot of guys that are veterans to hear, but that includes openly loudly you know, from the rooftops, hating your president mm-hmm. to kneeling for an anthem and to burning the flag. It's just like, I can't describe how that makes me feel in my heart when someone burns a flag, but that's a protected right. You can exactly. do that here. You know, I mean, I, I don't like it any more than the next guy, you know, but, but just the fact that people don't have to have false patriotism, you know? Right. Um, yeah. In Iraq, under Saddam Hussein, everybody loved Saddam Hussein in uh, in Iraq, except for everybody didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's right. Like you were, well, you either say you do or you die. You know, right. like that's that's false patriotism, and and that's something that I would I would never want. You know, in our own country. So, so right on. Well, I would say for you know we all kind of go around and everyone. Any final thoughts you have? You share them with the listeners, and we'll kind of wrap it up that way so if you want to take that away yeah you know um i guess just just with with being a veteran and and like you said the the whole uh the whole thank you for your service and stuff um sometimes just showing your support doesn't necessarily have to be even spoken you know just when when somebody says like oh yeah i was in the army you know like wow that's really cool of you you know or something like that sometimes is a lot easier to respond to. Um, you're like, oh yeah, it was real cool. I was on a tank, you know, this <laughs> is stuff like that. You know, it's kind of, it takes you off the pedestal. Okay. Um, Cause I know like a lot of times veterans, like me, me personally, and, and you were talking about earlier, the standing up and everybody stand up if you're a veteran and we're all going to stare at you and clap. 
you know and it's like oh geez oh pete should, should i just sit down right now and pretend i'm not you know or there, there's that you know but it just it, it does mean something to be a veteran and uh, something that i was thinking about earlier i did want to mention is that a lot of people there's a stigma that they think to be a veteran you have to be a combat veteran and that is uh, a million percent not true um even my mother-in-law she's a veteran but she was um you know, in some type of supply or something or a clerk or whatever. And she's like, always talk about veterans day for me and I'll oh, go here and get your meal or go, go do this or go do that. And I'm like, uh, why don't you go too? Well, I'm not really a veteran. You know, it's like, well, yes, you are. Right. You know? Yes, you are. It just, the time that I was asked to serve or like, I didn't just voluntarily walk to Iraq. They, they told me I'm getting on a plane and going. And it was like, yeah. well, that or prison, you know? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. so it's, it's, um, you know, anybody is a veteran. If you signed, no matter what your job is, um, you sign the dotted line, you know, at the end of the day, your, your army, your military, your Marines, you know, air force, Navy, wh- whatever you were doing, you were needed. And, and I know as a combat soldier, um, I forgot what the exact, the exact data was, but there's something, it was something like 20, it takes like 21 support soldiers for one combat soldier to equip that soldier to be able to go fight the battle. Oh, wow. You know, so it was, yeah, it was, it was a very large number and don't quote me that it's exactly 21. It might've been 19 or, or something. Right. The, the, I, the yeah, is, I remember. Yeah. It's, it's, it takes a ton of support soldiers to get one soldier into the actual fight. Um, you know, so all of those things without fuel for my tank, without, without, you know, bullets, without food, without everything else, you know, it just, any one of those things breaks down along the way and, and I'm no good. You know, if you were in, you were a veteran and you had your part and you contributed and you served your country. That's, that's a big deal. You know, in my generation of soldiers, there's a very high number. It's not really spoken. Because like you said, the perception is that it's combat veterans, but there's a high number or high percentage of them and drug abuse and suicide because we're in this little period of time where nothing really happened. So a lot of those guys, like we kind of just went in, did our time, got out and faded away, you know? So, so there's a lot of older dudes out there that are struggling to this day because you know, that we're in our fifties and now we're, we're looking at a whole generation that is largely identified by a 17 year or 18 now year war and kind of to, to reiterate just showing support and just, you know, thank you for your service. We get it. We, we understand and we accept the honor, but just being there and showing you, showing support and and in this kind of tumultuous time as a nation you know for for those of you who maybe haven't been in the military that are our listeners just appreciate your freedoms in a manner you know that honors those who fought for your freedoms it's a big deal and it's a hard thing to look at and and like adam said earlier is this really what we fought for and that's it Ashley, <laughs> I, I I think I I take away something different every time I talk to a veteran. 
and it's never been what I always thought it was because I didn't have anybody. I didn't, I did not serve. My brothers did not serve. I have two brother-in-laws that served, but it was, I mean, they're a bit older. So by the time we got married, I, I didn't know that they had even, like, I've only known stories now. My grandfather served, but not for very long. And they were never, um, in like active fighting. And one grandfather didn't like to talk about it because he only did training and was never sent abroad. And so he felt, I think a bit shameful that he was never actually deployed. And so he didn't talk about it much. And then my other grandpa got out when my mom was being born. And so, um, I just don't have, unless I have these conversations with veterans and it's just really neat to see and to hear and be welcomed in that conversation. And then just to know more and know better and to be able to, every time we have a conversation like this, feel like I'm a little bit more equipped to um, support those that have served or just be a better friend, a better neighbor, a better, like, yeah, all that jazz. So I just really appreciate the time I appreciate you coming on the episode with us and um, I'm just excited for the encouragement that it'll provide to the veterans and our community that listens so it's cool thank you right on anytime all right well everyone thanks for listening you can always check us out on Facebook and Instagram and maybe coming soon that I'm hearing about some new things that people are going to I have not fully investigated. Oh no. I know, man. There's more <laughs> there's more social media and people are switching and I'm, I'm old. I don't want to my, I take it back to my space. <laughs> yes. Can I be one of I your top five back. friends? <laughs> the top five. The top five or the top music ten or whatever to play when people yes! go to my page. Yeah. <laughs> the little MySpace jukebox thing, yep. Oh my goodness. All right. Thank you, Freedom Center Church, for your support. And we will see you guys next time.